When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast with your host, Nima Karazi. Nima is just a regular guy who had the gastric sleeve surgery, and this is his story. He is not a doctor. This podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have medical questions, ask your doctor. Now let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the My Gastric Sleeve Podcast. I'm your host, Nima Karazi, and this is my journey. Welcome to episode 31, everybody. This is the February 2022 recap. Let's get into it. I'm going to start this new thing now where I just tell you at what weight I started the month and then what weight I ended the month. So I started February at 244, hoping to get to 239.4, and I ended the month at 245, which sounds uh, like a failure, but it, uh, it's not, and I'll explain why in just a second. So because I record these episodes a few days before the start of the month, because like, for example, today I'm recording on the 27th, because this has to launch on the f- actual first. Uh, I rarely ever have to launch on the first, uh, so I can usually record on the first. But because the first is a Tuesday, and then it, today's a Sunday, so I'm just recording it now. And so anyway, so all that to say this. So on the 30th of January, I decided to go stay with my grandfather for a week. As you you all know, I do this once a month and I go stay with him and it's lovely and wonderful. And he just kicks my ass in backgammon and uh, we watch television and I fix his TV on a like daily or other other day basis. And it's great. We have a lot of laughs and he's uh, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world. Well, anyway, while I was going to go there, I ended up slamming my toe into uh, this thing I have under my desk in my office, which is like a footrest. And so I slammed my toe into the footrest and I just didn't think about it. I, I was like, oh, okay, it just hurts a little. I'm fine. So then I go into this uh, <laughs> situation of, of, okay, so here we are. We're going to you know go and move our things and get to my grandfather's house. And I get there and I'm setting up my, my computer and my my monitors and everything. And, and finally, by about nine, 10 o'clock at night, I, I take off my shoes and socks and, you know, I'm getting ready to, to wind down and go to bed. And I look down at my toe and I'm like, I wonder if there's like a scratch on it or something. And it is purple and black and bruised. And I'm, my toes aren't pretty in the first place, but this just looked jacked up. Uh, so I, I, uh, I, so I had this like, I've never broken a toe before in my whole life. I, you know, my wife, Michelle, she's broken, uh, toes, twisted ankles. She's done all kinds of things. She's a wee bit clumsy, but I've never broken a single bone in my body until the 30th of January. And then I wasn't able to do anything about it. You can't, you actually can't do anything about a broken toe. There's no cast that goes on your foot it's silly right it's only gonna it's gonna heal in like a week so you just have to deal with it so that's what I did I just dealt with it 
and I kept it elevated when I could and I didn't even wrap it or anything. I was just very cautious with it. I didn't walk for like a day or two like on it. You know, I just kind of babied it a lot. And then uh, when I was all done uh, and ready to kind of go for like walks and stuff, it was very, very slow and and very p- particular, paying very close attention to my feet and my my toes and my pain. So then I wasn't even able to run my 5K. I you know I run a 5K uh, every month, and that that's my uh, introduction to or my um, uh, allowance for my cigar that month. And I wasn't able to run a 5K, so I ended up walking it due to my broken toe, which really sucked. And it really kind of set me back a little bit exercise-wise. You know, I run uh, a minimum of about five days a week and usually ride my bike on one other day and then I'll I'll take Sundays off. But I'll be honest, it, it really... It really kind of messed me up a little bit, and it was it was rough. It was a rough go for sure. So I had to kind of recalibrate, reset, and lose a lot of of exercise calories, lose a lot of momentum, uh, workout wise. And it's just something that you that you know you don't. Well, I researched a bunch of stuff. You know, we have a bunch of doctors in my family, and I reached out to a couple of them. Just not not like oh help me, doc, but more of a when do you think it's okay to run on it? And, you know, they were just like, you know, walk on it, take your time. There's no rush. Like I'm not training for a marathon or I'm not, you know, hyping up for to do a half or anything. It's just, it just is what it is. So I'm, I'm kind of fine. I I don't need to run. I actually don't ever need to run uh, ever again, to be honest with you. I, I could literally just walk the mileage that I do every day and be fine and, and save my knees and all that jazz. I, I don't actually need to run at all. I really enjoy it uh, and uh, I get great pleasure out of it. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep doing it, but I don't, I actually don't need to. So that's kind of the, the takeaway there. So yeah. So anyway, so that was the 5k issue was I, I did my first, I did my first one walking, which really sucked, but I did it. I, I still did it. And, and that's what's important really. Um, but I definitely didn't get to my uh, goal weight. Uh, what did end up happening though was the Super Bowl happened, and I got some wings for the Niners game, and that was not great. The Niners lost that game, and then I got some chips and dips for the actual Super Bowl. And my wife was actually out of town; she was in Texas. Uh, Michelle went to Texas because uh, her sister passed away. She went there, and so I had the Super Bowl by myself, right? But I had to, well, I was watching the Super Bowl by myself. I didn't want to order more wings. And so I ended up just having like a hodgepodge of like chips and salsa and hummus and dips and, you know, all this other stuff and just eating like a jerk, just eating uh, bad food, not great food. You know, I could have had a salad and some chicken and a little bit of salsa with some chips on the side, but instead I just, also I didn't portion control myself. I didn't put any chips on a plate and salsa on a in a bowl like I had all the 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 condiments out I, I don't know if you call it do you consider salsa a condiment do you consider hummus a condiment oh this is the great debate this is it this is the great debate right here do we consider hummus a condiment I don't know is it more of an accoutrement if you will and I'm sure you will but oh let's discuss this this is interesting anyway so I had that and then I was up two pounds. I, I jumped up to 246, which is, that's, that's fine. And then there was my uncle's birthday. That was a bit of a, you know, um, this uh, brunch for him. 
and uh, I ordered crab cake Benedict uh, with fruit. It was amazing. So I, I didn't finish it. I, I was so impressed myself. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to finish this. And that was great. And then we got to Valentine's Day. And I was thinking, you know, do I get her chocolates? Do I make her dinner? Do I order dinner? I ended up making a steak and potatoes dish. And it was great. It was wonderful. We had some uh, some wine. And we we talked and we we sat and we were sweet to one another, as per usual, of course, and cards and, uh, you know, wonderfulness. And I gave her some chocolates and it was great. And then another week also before the wedding, when I weighed myself right before we left for the wedding, I was 249. So I'd gained three pounds from the Super Bowl to this time here, right before the wedding. So now I was actually up five pounds from the start of the month. And I say this all the time, that it's not what you weigh, it's how you feel. And also, even if you feel great, you should be a little bit careful of the indicators of your weight number. And so to me, I think if I'm in that pocket of 243 to 247, I'm okay. 247 is the highest end, 243 is right about the cusp. If I get to 242, I know I can push and get myself, I can really, really dig in, put my head down, work super hard, and get down to a lower weight. If I'm at 247, I know I am just a, a jar of peanut butter away from being 250, and that makes me feel disgusting, because I feel like a failure. So I saw 249, and I immediately freaked out. Then we were going to my sister's wedding, and I was just thinking, oh my god, there's going to be all this food, and all these family functions, and we're going to go have dinners, and breakfast, and let me tell you, it was go, go, go. It was travel, four hours there, which was fine. And thankfully, my uncle Mahmoud came with us, so me and Michelle and Dai Mahmoud all went together. We had a great time, great road trip. We got all the way there. We we went to Sarah's house first, hung out with the whole family, saw everybody. It was wonderful and didn't eat a lot there. And then checked into the Airbnb and then we were at the Airbnb for a couple days and then getting things together and ready. And there really wasn't a whole lot of like, okay, now we're going to have breakfast at this place because it was kind of so crazy just kind of getting everything together and getting all the people together and trying to like fine tune this wedding exactly the way that the brides wanted it to be so that we ended up going from room to room uh not really having a lot of like sit down meals and you know one night you know we all had pizza one day uh, I did a Starbucks run and that was like the day of the wedding it was just a Starbucks run and then we had like Italian food for lunch and then that was pretty much it and like that was like all our calories for the day and also you're like running around and going to this store and that store and getting and I'm running in the morning not only am I running in the mornings but also my cousin Ison was there and Ison is amazing I, I don't know if y'all uh, have uh, an Ison in your family but if you don't you should get one I highly recommend 10 out of 10 so Ison really hates when I say this she absolutely hates it and I really, really was like uh, hemming and hawing whether I should even say this on the podcast. But I'm going to say it because I really, truly believe in it. I believe that a lot of people have like an animal energy, a different animal energy. So somebody could be like a hawk or somebody could be like um, a cat or somebody and, and a specific cat too. Somebody could be like a Himalayan. Somebody could be like a Persian cat. Somebody could be like, a, you know, a short haired tabby. 
or a ginger cat, whatever. There's all these different, like, energies from these different animals, right? Like, oh, this person's kind of like a kangaroo. They're very supportive. They put people in their pouch. They're very loving, and they hop around. But if you try to mess with them, they will kick you right in your chest. And that's the biggest thing to me is, like, finding these little, like, pockets of of who people are and who they can be and, and you know, what they do, what they don't do. Aisung, to me is so loving and so smart and so fun and bright and enjoys life and loves running and is just so great. But she's also very good at getting people organized and getting people kind of put into a position. Do you see where I'm going with this? She's very good at getting people into a line or getting people into a room or organizing a situation. And because she's very good at all these things... I personally think that she reminds me a lot of like a border collie because she's very good at just like, go, go, go. And then you're like, I, you know, I don't know, man, I'm kind of tired. And she's like, yeah, but go. And literally we had this moment, literally on the last day that we went running together, I told Aisun, I'm just going to do an easy run today. I'm just going to have it. It was my sister's the day of my sister's wedding. And we had just run like two and a half miles a day before. And I was like, I'm just going to do like an easy, I'm going to walk most of it. So if you want to go run, you go run. And she's like, no, no, I'm going to stay with you. Same team. We're good. I was like, all right, same team. We're good. And so we start, we start running and then we hit this uphill part. And I was like, all right, I'm going to walk this. And she's like, you sure you're going to walk it? Are you sure? You sure you're going to walk it? Or do you want to run it? Why don't you just run it? And I was like, no, I'm just, I'm going to walk it. When we get to it, I'm going to walk it. And she's like, you sure? You sure you want to run it? You sure you don't want to run it? You should run it. Let's run it. Why don't you run it? You run it. I'll talk. You don't have to talk. I'll talk. And then she talked for like the next 10 minutes. And I, I don't even know what happened. I really, truly intended upon walking that uphill portion because I just run it yesterday and it was terrible. It was painful. And I don't like running uphill. I mean, who does? But I don't like running uphill. But she was just like adamant and, and pushing. And it, and it was so funny to me. I love these little moments that I get to have where uh, somebody thinks that they're pulling a trick on you or they're pulling the wool over your eyes. Uh, in Farsi, we say they put a hat on your head, which I just think is so funny. It's like you like you didn't notice them, but they put a hat on your head. Like, isn't that a good thing? <laughs> they, they, but maybe they're maybe in the context, they are selling you a hat. So then they're like, dude, you're already wearing the hat. You got to pay me for that hat. So she definitely put a hat on my head. She was just like doing that. But also... I allowed it. I could have, I'm 100% in control of my own, of my own actions. I am, I am my own person. I can do what I need to do or what I want to do. And for some reason, there was just something about Ison in that moment. And she just was very convincing. And I was like, yeah, I guess I could run. Sure. And if she talks and I don't have to be breathless while I'm running, heaving breaths, heaving breaths. And so I was like, Okay, I'll allow it is basically what my thought process was. And it, and she did. She talked. I ran. We ran. It was great. We had a really good run, good chat. And then the next day, so, th- so then that night, Isom went uh, back. So we had to take her to the airport. Dai Mahmoud and I took her to the airport. And we came back and everything. And the next day was our last day there. And I woke up early. And I woke my uncle up. And I was like, Dai Mahmoud, I'm going to go for a run. Do you want to walk? And he was like, no. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And so then I went, I went for, uh, and I was like, okay, today I am going to do my 
run and I'm going to walk that uphill like I said I was going to do yesterday. So I'm going to do it today instead. And then I started running and running and I had all this momentum and I wasn't sore and I wasn't cold. And I got to that uphill part and I just imagined Iceland clapping near me. Now I can't, I'm not going to clap because it's going to mess up the volume and everything of this podcast, but maybe I, I can clap like far away. But basically it was just like, I was like running and then I got to that uphill part and then I just kept like saying to myself like, come on, come on, come on, come on, go, go. And I was, and at some point I was just clap, I was like doing a slow clap into a fast clap. So I was like, imagine if my claps are snaps or my snaps are claps. This is going to make more sense. Oh, leaving all of this in. So it was like, So I was doing that. I was doing that though, like the, at the end of the run, like, like I was like motivating myself to like finish strong, you know, and like, it was so great. It was so much fun. And, and I really got to push myself and, and kind of just get myself to that extra level that I was looking to get to. And anyway, it was just brilliant. And I had, I just had the best time and I was thinking of Iceland the whole time. And it was just great. I don't know. I just, I really got a kick out of it. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I thought, I think that was a, a really fun memory that I get to have with Ison. And, and I say it in the most loving and sweet way that she is a, a shepherd who will herd you to the place you need to go. She'd be like a great running coach, like obviously. Obvi, obvi. Okay. So, so that is that. That was my sister's wedding. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. There was a, there was a waterfall. We had so much fun. We did so many great things. I, oh, Goodness, great. I, I, I'm never staying on this trip again. Lake Las Vegas for life. I love that place. 10 out of 10. Absolutely would recommend. Please check that out. But don't go the weekends I'm going because I need to book those Airbnbs. They are fantastic, spacious, affordable. I don't use the word cheap. I don't know if y'all know this about me or if we talked about it. I don't say cheap. Cheap to me means that it was cheaply made. I remember going to a bridal convention in like Pasadena and the lady that was having uh, invitation cards and she said, oh yeah, we have these like really fancy ones and we have these like super expensive ones that are like gold foiled. And then we have these cheaper cards. They were like, I don't know, a buck fifty a pop, which by the way, not cheap. And they were well made. They were just less expensive. And so I told her, I said, can I just give you a little bit of marketing advice? And I'm really sorry. I know it was it was unsolicited, but I'm just going to give it to you. And as my father says, I love giving unsolicited advice. Uh, that's a hard one, right? Unsolicited. That's a hard word. So, uh, so I said, can I give you some unsolicited advice? And she said, yeah. And I said, don't say cheap. Say inexpensive or affordable or price conscious or lower priced, something like that to make it not seem negative, but make it seem positive. These are the ones that we have that are more affordable, I guess. So anyway, so they're, they're fantastic. They're wonderful. Lake Las Vegas, awesome, amazing. Sister's wedding went great without a hitch. Video, pictures, everything. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Couldn't be happier. I'm so happy for them. Shout out to Sarah and Pacheco. Uh, love your love. Okay, so now I also need to recap if I went on a hike with Alex. And I said I was gonna, and I didn't. Um, I got a little bit busy. And so I wasn't able to do that. But I did want to let you know that because I have this kind of recap, what's it called? The accountability type thing that I did 
schedule a hike with Alex on the 5th of March. So it will be coming up. I will definitely have a recap about that. I Because our, our last hike, we went to the Hollywood sign, and that was a thing that I desperately wanted to do. I, I said to him, you know, we could do whatever you want. And he's like, well, I have some great like secret spots in Griffith Park, and we could do those. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Also, I'm going to try between now and April. So between now and when we leave for Europe on April 19th, between now and April 19th, I'm going to try to get Michelle to go on a hike with me out here. We live in Santa Clarita, as you all well know, and there's a lot of great hiking areas around here. And I'd love to go investigate some of these areas as well. So that might be a really fun thing that we could do uh, together. So I will keep you up with that. I don't know if that's going to be a March thing, an April thing. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know all about that. I didn't get a chance to hike with Alex, but I did, however, get a chance to take Michelle's bicycle that was a little jacked up and needed some tuning up down to the bike shop. So I took it for a bike ride, rode it for like 20 miles, went for a huge ride, came back to the bike shop, dropped off the bike, and then I walked home and it's three miles to my house. So that was my, the, basically I walked another 5k. So I rode my bike 20 miles and then I biked, I walked a, a 5k home, which was great and wonderful. My feet were super sore, but I, I burned a lot of calories uh, that day. So that, that had a lot to do with uh, the being down uh, to 245 again, for sure. I know I was. I said I might get some new shoes if I can run five days a week for five weeks. I don't think I'm going to do that uh, anymore. It, it's uh, it's not a, a thing like I, I can't do. Of course, I can run five days a week for five weeks. I I, I do it all the time. But I, I think I'm just going to treat myself to new running shoes in April. The the inserts I I have on these current shoes that I'm wearing are worn down. The shoes themselves are really worn down. And usually, what I end up doing is like for example, I had a pair of New Balance shoes. They were really expensive and really, really great shoes. And then I kind of made those my slip on and off shoes. If I'm going to get the mail or if I'm going to go on a bike ride, I can wear those. Or if I'm going to, you know, do whatever. And I have these like hickeys. They're like these um, rubbery kind of stretchy laces that you just kind of like loop around the shoe. And then it just comes like super stretchy. And, and, and so I used to wear these New Balance. The New Balance were great, very expensive shoes. And then when I got my Brooks, they were such an upgrade that I switched my New Balance to my like slip on and off shoes. And then I wearing my Brooks now, I need a new pair of shoes. And luckily there's a running store nearby and I don't know what it's called, but it's like runner's pace or something like that. So I might go there and check that out and then also get some inserts there and then switch my Brooks to my slip off shoes and then throw my new, uh, new balance shoes away because they're really old and really worn. So that's, uh, so I'm just going to do that in April. I, I just don't know when, but it, it will be April for sure. Uh, cause also I want them before I go to Europe cause I want nice new, uh, walking shoes that are going to be super supportive for everything, all my aspects. Uh, I do want to talk about uh, two things real quick. So I have a friend of mine and she uh, suffers a little bit with addiction replacement with regards to uh, the surgery. She's uh, had the surgery about 10 years ago and she had a different kind of surgery and uh, she did the ruin why. She lost a bunch of weight and then she kind of gained a little bit, lost a little bit, but then she kind of got into like swapping out her food addiction with a different addiction and she kind of dealt with all that stuff. And that was really tough for her and it was very difficult and she's still kind of struggling with all that. And the the biggest kind of takeaway or the the I guess the lousiest part of it all is that she kind of had this issue where nobody had discussed this addiction replacement with her prior to her 
having the surgery. And it was kind of just like a throwaway, like also be careful of addiction replacement. It could be uh, alcohol. It could be drugs. It could be smoking. It could be exercise. And it could be shopping. So it could be gambling, any of those things. But basically, it wasn't that big of a deal. And it wasn't that big of an issue presented to her. Because I had my surgery about a decade after she had her surgery, there is definitely something to be said about me being presented with this information clearer than she was presented with this information. And that kind of makes sense. However, the way that I was presented this information about addiction replacement and all that was also very passive. It was like kind of the same rhetoric of like, hey, y'all be careful out there because it could be something as simple as coffee or something as extreme as uh, alcohol and drugs. So pay attention to that. And if you have an issue, then bring it up with, with your therapist. And I totally understand that you as a medical professional are trying to convince people to have the surgery. That totally makes the most sense. And I guess the issue is really more of why wouldn't you share all the information and have a huge portion of that be your future goals or your future tools to be able to use. There is something to be said. I kind of had this little bit of a meltdown the other day of I was driving and I saw a Taco Bell drive through on my right and I was a little bit hungry, but I knew we had tons of food at home and I was okay. I'm very okay to, I've never been hungry enough to like, I have to eat. Taco Bell right now or I'm going to pass out. I've never been there. I will never be there. So I see this Taco Bell drive-thru and my first instinct is I'm going to turn into the driveway and I'm going to go through the drive-thru. I even go so far as to grab my steering wheel and start to turn it right just two degrees and then I immediately uh, correct myself and go straight and I uh, I hit the red light and I just stop and I look over at the Taco Bell and I, and I wish in that moment I would have had like a beautiful mantra to say like, I don't need this. I'm better than this. I'm stronger than this. I'm not this, right? But instead I was just like, Phew, that was close, which is also a great mantra, by the way. Phew, that was close is a great thing to be able to say all the time. And so all I had to do was not turn into that driveway that all I had to do was not enter that drive through I was just thinking like this is so funny that this is the thing I have to the thing I have to do is not do a thing that's the easiest thing to do is not do a thing you with me like if someone's like don't push this button of course the only thing you want to do is push that button but there are literally you can literally do everything else in the whole wide world except for push that button and you are obsessed about that button more than anything else in the world in that moment right that is like that is the the epitome of food addiction is someone is like all you have to do is not eat not eat that much, not even not eat, you have to eat, but you don't have to eat that much. And you're like, right. But what if I just ate that much anyway? What if it was just subconscious? What if it was just a thing that I had trained myself to do? What if it, like, what, what if, what if, what if, and then you just, you're just gone. You're just, you messed it all up. And it's like the same with addiction replacement. It's like, well, if I don't eat, then what do I do? Then I, I can smoke or I can drink or I can shop or I can gamble. And that's all that is going through your head is like, well, I'm not eating. I'm not pushing that button. So I can push that button, but I can't push this button. So I, I can't push the eat button, but I can push the smoke button or the drink button or the gamble button or the shop button or the exercise button. And that's fine. But here's the kicker. That's fine for now. That's fine until that becomes a problem. And nothing should be until. Nothing should be until that becomes a problem. 
It should be, that's okay, so long as you keep it okay. Eating is okay, so long as you keep it okay. Eating is healthy as long as you keep it healthy. And I don't mean eat healthy food. I mean eat a healthy amount of food, eat a healthy amount of portion, eat a healthy amount of vitamins, eat a healthy amount of nutrients, eat a healthy amount. Drink a healthy amount. And if a healthy amount of drink to you is none, then that's your healthy amount. Some people smoke weed. Some people smoke cigars, like me. Some people (laughs) take edibles. That's fine, like me. Some people (laughs) eat fast food and other people drink and other people gamble and other people shop. And all that stuff is like, we really need to be aware of it and we really need to be cognizant of it. And whether it's talking to our therapists or talking to our groups or joining a 12-step a, a or doing whatever, every person's step is different. Every person's path is different and their journey is different, right? And we all have to be conscientious of our own path, our own journey, our own heart and where we're going. But for me, I am a very, and I've talked to my therapist about this, he is not a big fan of my black and white syndrome where it's just like I either can have junk food and then I can have all the junk food or I cannot have junk food. And I've really, really, really been working on like just portion control. And there is a power in having, like for example, let's say I knew a person that had the surgery and then they ate a bunch of bonbons or they ate a bunch of uh, whatever, little like raisinets, imagine raisinets, right? So if y'all don't know what raisinets are, they're basically raisins covered in chocolate. They come in a box. They're like a huge movie treat out here. And they were really big in like the 80s and 90s, right? So a lot of people eat them. Raisins are already sweet. You shouldn't have too many raisins in and of itself. Then you covered them in chocolate. That's also relatively bad. Whatever, you think you trick yourself into thinking you're having fruit for God's sake and then you're, you're eating raisinets all day. So this guy had the surgery, realized that his body can take raisinets and not throw up, not get the foamies, not have the issue, not do any of that, not whatever, not return the food upon receival. And he gained like something like, I don't know, 15, 20, 25 pounds just by eating raisinets for like a month. And you're like, oh my gosh, why would you do that to yourself? And it's like, well, because you didn't deal with the initial factor or issue of your problem. You didn't deal with the initial addiction to your food. You just dealt with getting a smaller stomach. None of this is perfect. None of this is forever. But we have these tools that we can use in order, like this is all they tell us this every day in those classes before the surgery. This surgery is just another tool for you to use in your weight loss journey. And to me, it sounds like a cop-out for them to to not be able to say this is a cure and an end-all. Nothing is a cure and an end-all. However, we need to be cognizant, we need to be self-conscious, and we need to figure this out for ourselves. And the easiest way for me is to, when I get in that moment of, do I want that fast food? All I have to do is not do a thing. And if I do that thing, then I have the tools at my ready that I can figure out why I ate, figure out how much I ate, you know, get into therapy talking about what made me, what triggered me, what caused me, and what I'm going to do in the future to uh, alleviate that, to right that wrong. And then that's it. And then I'm good. And then I can get get back to center. That's the whole thing. We just got to get back to center. But when you're already down the line and you're already drinking, you're already smoking, you're already gambling, you're already shopping, you're already doing you're already doing all these other things. Now, all of a sudden, you're it's a little late. It's a lot more. I won't even say it's a little late. I'm sorry. I, I take that back. It's not a little late. 
it's just going to be three times, four times, 10 times the amount of effort. It's a thing that somebody else is going to be able to immediately identify and then remedy for themselves and write for themselves because they are able to see it earlier because they have that wherewithal, they have that fortitude and they have that intelligence prior. That's what we need to be teaching. That's what we need to be discussing. That's what we need to be talking about in these classes. And that's what we need to be talking about in these groups. And we need to be there for one another. And we need to help one another because we all need it. So anyway, that's my little diatribe about, you know, whether it's easy to not do a thing or to do a thing or, you know, the addiction replacement and being aware of that. Please all be very aware of that. I am very conscious of it myself and uh, in a lot of things. In my exercise, I'm very conscious that I'm not getting addicted to workouts, uh, running and all that. And I'm also very conscious of caloric intake, that I'm not like starving myself in order to lose some weight. Also with my shopping, I shop a lot on Amazon and and all that stuff. So it's uh, one of those things as well. Okay, so that so that's it pretty much uh, for the recap uh, portion. We're going to get into updates. I can't believe uh, this is already going so long. So this is going to be a bit of a longer one, I suppose. But uh, updates actually won't take very long. So um, first things first on updates. I uh, don't have an Anthony update uh, for you all now, but I will have one on the April episode. So please stay tuned for that. Uh, he's doing great. He's still uh, healthy and, and wise. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to reach out to him, but I will have an Anthony update for you in April for sure. I just uh, wasn't really able to get a hold of him and and discuss with him. I know that springtime is coming soon, so I'm sure he's going to be able to get out of his house and exercise a little bit more. That's kind of been the one thing that's been holding him back a bit, but he's doing great and he's uh, still losing weight and and doing stellar and, uh, you know, God bless him. He's, He's doing the Lord's work out there. Now, some of you may remember I had a guest named Anna, and it's so interesting. Uh, uh, I only had two interviews. Uh, well, I had three if you include the lovely Michelle, but uh, I had Anna on as a guest, and she's from Germany. And I <laughs> I had put her name in my phone as Anna and then parentheses German and then close parentheses. And I, then I thought it was, uh, it was odd that I did that. So then I just uh, took out the parentheses and just had her as Anna German. And then I was looking at my phone, and I was like, what is Anna's last name? And I was like, oh yeah, her last name is German. That's a very German name. And then I realized immediately what I had just done was that I'd read German in a, like, like German, like, uh, like an idiot is the word I was looking for. So anyway, I don't remember Anna's last name. She has her own podcast. It is in German. I don't speak German, uh, obviously, and uh, <laughs> very obviously. But Anna messaged me the other day and said that she has a surgery date. She's actually going to have surgery on March 30th, which is so exciting and so wonderful. And she told me to tell you all that her maybe has turned into a hell yes. And those are her words, her quotes. So I am very, very, very happy for Anna. Uh, I can't wait to catch up with her more. Uh, follow her on Instagram and uh, listen to her podcast if you speak German or if you have German friends, share it with them. And yeah, we will have more updates on Anna's journey as well. Speaking of people that are on their own journeys, uh, there is a phenomenal podcast called No Guts, No Glory. And it is uh, the, the trials and tribulations of Allison and Courtney, these two best friends that um, are going through this surgery process together for bariatric surgery. One of them is getting the sleeve and the other is getting the Sadie procedure, which is kind of a hybrid between uh, the Roux and Y and the sleeve. And it's great. Uh, 
Courtney and Allison are both so funny and so endearing and lovely. And I was a guest on their show, so I'm a little bit biased, but they're just fantastic and wonderful. And they're so sweet and kind. And uh, Courtney had her surgery on the 15th. Allison just had her surgery on the 24th. So we're all like very excited to hear their journeys. They already have 14 episodes up going over all the prep and research that they're doing. And now they're doing pre-surgery and post-op episodes. And they're going to come out with a season two Uh, I think they're going to take a a little bit of time off and probably just kind of get their ducks in a row. They may currently be experiencing a non-linear waterfowl situation. Non-linear waterfowl situation. So your ducks are not in a row. It's my favorite. It is my favorite. You're welcome. So... Uh, yeah, so they're going to do all that. They're going to come out with a season two. I'm very, very, very excited about that. I cannot recommend their podcast enough. No guts, no glory. Listen to them. Check them out. They are fantastic. They are wonderful. Allison and Courtney and their husbands, Jeff and uh, and uh, Rob, are are brilliant, fantastic, and, and lovely and wonderful. And I just love them to bits. Uh, and I, they, uh, they said to me that they're going to come out here and visit me and lovely Michelle in uh, whenever they're, they're, they've healed a bit. And we're going to go to Disneyland and Universal and we're going to do the Harry Potter thing and it's going to be wonderful and great. And I am holding them to it. It, it is now not only on their podcast, it is on my podcast. So I'm going to have them on as guests. Uh, it, it, probably in June or July once they've kind of healed. And oh God, if they could come here into the office and do it. Oh my goodness. I just got so excited. I got so excited. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have them on as a guest in person. We're going to do it in person. Oh, this is so exciting. I'm so happy. Okay. That's so, so cool. So cool. So cool. I just got so happy. I'm going to message them right now and tell them I'm smiling from ear to ear. I can't, I can't even wait. I can't even wait. Okay. All right. Great. Okay. So those are the updates. Let's go over my March goals. I am going to get to 239.4. I promise. I promise. I promise. I will get there. I will do it. I will do the hard work. It will be difficult. The lovely Michelle's birthday is March 1st. Also, Ison's birthday. Also, my cousin Jesse's birthday. So I have a lot of March 1st birthdays in my life. Uh, but my wife's birthday, lovely Michelle, is March 1st. And I and I, it's it's great. Uh, but usually there's like a little bit of like, a, you know, a little bit of a naughtiness. And, uh, you know, you d- indulge a little bit of cake a little cookie, a little whatnot, a little little if you will, and I'm sure you will, right? So I'm going to try my best uh, to be good with food and uh, my best to be good with exercise. I am definitely hiking with Alex, like I said. I'm going to get down to 239. I might even also go for a hike with the lovely Michelle. She's a big hike aficionado. She used to hike Grunion all the time. Grunion is a huge hiking spot up here in L.A., um, for those of you that are from out of town or, or even from out of country. By the way, I have so many European listeners. I am so impressed. I have like people from Sweden, Finland, Denmark, Germany, Italy, France, and then England. Oh my gosh, England representing. Goodness, they are like this. Obviously, US and Canada, but I mean, wow, England, good on you. You are really showing. And, and I, by the way, the most people that reach out to me are from England. Isn't that crazy? Like you would think it'd be a lot more local people, but I guess there's just so many uh, people listening to so many podcasts out here. And and I guess in England, they're just very, they just have more taste, I guess, and they have uh, better expectations and they they appreciate quality, I I suppose. I really stumbled through, (laughs) stumbled my way through that one, huh? That was fantastic. 
there, <laughs> there's a really funny video. I don't know why I'm even saying this, but there's a really funny video of this guy that starts slipping on some ice. He can't seem to get his traction at all, and he's just running and running and slipping and, and almost falling, almost falling. And at some point, he just starts looking like he's on a treadmill. He's just like running like straight up and just trying to like get his feet under him. And anyway, he ends up falling on his on his butt. And I just thought it was so funny. Uh, but that's kind of what that little moment felt like. So this is why the podcast is so long because I'll take like a, a five second clip and then I'll talk about it for 30 seconds. Uh, shout out to my sister. That's a, that's a, a, a Sara, Sara thing to do. I just Sara'd that story. That's, that's what we call. And, and, and shout out to Pacheco. Pacheco does this amazing thing with regards to my sister, which is fantastic where she, Sara starts telling a story and then Pacheco says, you added a little crema to that taco. Is that what you did? So basically, it's like you fudge the story a little bit. You added a little zhuzh to it, if you will. And I'm sure you will. So that kind of thing is like very fun. So anyway, sorry. Uh, back to the <laughs> back to the podcast. March goals. Down to 239.4. Hiking with Alex. Possibly hiking with the lovely Michelle. And then uh, I'm going to try my best to be good with food and good with exercise as well. And that leads us to the takeaway. So the takeaway is... Everyone is different. Everyone has a different journey. They have different goals. They have different lives. So you do you, take care of yourself, and let people do them and take care of themselves. Help if you can, but do not hinder if you can help it. That is all. Don't forget to message me. I love hearing from all of you. I will talk to y'all next month. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the My Gastric Sleeve podcast. If you liked what you heard, subscribe, give us a five-star review, and share it with a friend. Please follow us on all social media at My Gastric Sleeve Podcast, or let us know what you think at mygastricsleevepodcast.com. 